Good evening, everyone. Today is May 30th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is We Agnostics, step two, and our speaker tonight is Ian. Take it away, Ian. Hi, y'all. I'm Ian F., compulsive overeater. Very grateful to be here. Um, these, these, these rooms, CYOC, uh, especially is, is a great example of how loving and, and how, how much OA feels like home to me. So I'm, I'm always grateful to be here today. Um, and, and I made myself choose step two when I was asked <laughs> which one to speak about, because honestly, it's the one that I've struggled with the most, um, uh, so far at least. Uh, so, but just to qualify, um, I've been a compulsive reader all my life, right? I can, you know, I could go on for hours about <laughs> how I behaved around food, um, but it's partly all stuff that you can relate to. Um, I remember when I was a really young kid, you know, sneaking stuff, you know, ice cream from the freezer, or, you know, always following the rules to the letter because I knew if I did, there would be candy on the other side or sprinting home from the bus stop because I knew there was a snack waiting for me after school. Um, and just when I was, when I was really little, even then I had this idea that, that eating food was, was the solution to really every problem. And it, and more than that, it just made me feel really secure because before I got into this program, like, I never felt secure. Every room that I walked into, I was just so focused on what is everyone else here thinking about me, you know? Uh, I've heard it described as feeling like a brown shoe at a formal, you know, and I and I really like that because that's that's how I that's how I felt and um going through life like that, especially as a little kid when you're still learning to 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 be a person, um, and that that uh that idea stuck in your head like I have to have compassion for my younger self because that's just painful, you know. Um, feeling like I'm just totally different from everybody else. Um, no wonder I ate, right? And uh, I, I was I was an interesting case because I binged all the time when I was little, but I never gained weight because I was I was just a super active kid. And I remember uh, in middle school standing in the shower and poking at my belly, and I was a healthy weight. And I was just thinking, why am I so fat? This must be why kids don't like me. You know, if only I was a little skinnier. Um, and after that, I got a lot skinnier. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I had that same power dynamic with running three miles every day and doing 300 push-ups, you know, and, and not eating anything that I did when I was eating food. I had this sense of uh, control, not that it was real, but like it, it felt real at the time. And, and I just didn't feel like anything else in my life was controllable. And so, um, I, I, I starved and I overexercised to the point that I was 82 pounds, you know, um, and that was, that was just as painful as, as binging. All manifestations of this disease are, are horrible. Um, and, and after that, you know, I, I fell in, I fell into a cycle right of, of binge, 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 starve, 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 binge, binge, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And I joined OA when I was 17. Um, 
of course, I should say, just for the sake of it, I went with my mother. <laughs> I went with an adult because I was not technically old enough to go by myself, but um, I wasn't really ready, you know, because um, I still had this idea that I, I was going to, there was something I could do about this. You know, there was, I had, I had some ideas about what I could do. Uh, and that's, that's just not a place to, that's not a, that's not a place that recovery can start from as if I still have ideas uh, about how to recover from this thing. And I did that for a year. I would, I would binge in the morning and then starve for the rest of the day and then get home. And I'd been thinking about food all day and I would just go at it again. Uh, and I was living a life where I was um, going number two on myself basically constantly like uh, and i and i would love to say that's that's hyperbole but it's it's very true like i would stop in the middle of a hallway and like clinch my butt cheeks real tight and hope hope that nothing was going to come out and sometimes it did sometimes it didn't sometimes it did it wasn't in my control any more than than the fact that i could not stop thinking about what i was going to eat when i got home um and i lived that way for a year and a half uh, before I found a sponsor, um, who, who took me through the big book. I mean, long story short, right. Uh, and, and the thing that, the thing that made me able to recover, uh, when I, when I really came into the rooms, I'd been kind of hanging on the, <laughs> on the threshold in, in the doorway a little bit. The thing that really made me recover coverable sponsorable yeah um was that i was out of ideas i was just out of ideas i didn't know what else to do you know, i've heard it i've heard it said several times in this meeting and i'll probably butcher it but if you have a good idea call your sponsor if you have a great idea drive to their house that is solid advice i very much recommend it um still true today uh and i think that's that's kind of my experience with step two uh, just to tie it in with with um with the focus today uh you know i came in step one was a cinch right i am powerless over food <laughs> i'm i'm done you know i can't i i will eat i will eat five pounds of cheese and 20 protein bars and then run five miles and the entire time i'll be thinking about why am i doing this i don't want to do this and i'll just watch ian do it you know i'm powerless over food you know um all, all the embarrassing stories, pretty much any embarrassing story you can imagine probably happened to me. I have, I have some fun food logs. I won't go into them. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad that I can have some humor about that. But step one, I'm powerless over food. Step two, came to believe in a higher power that could restore me to sanity. That was really hard for me. Um, and I recovered with a very minuscule idea of what a higher power is. Um, and, and just because I'm lazy, I'm going to refer to higher power as God. Just know that if I say God, I mean higher power. I only say it, um, not because it's attached to any religion, but because it's one syllable. And I think that's rad, which is another one syllable word that I like to use a lot. So I apologize uh, if I overload you with, with rad. Um, I came to believe that a power greater than ourselves restore us to sanity. You know, I think um, I came into the program with a very limited idea of God. I, in fact, I wrote my definition of what god is you know and that got me started you know because the big book says any any 
tiny, teensy bit of, of belief, that's enough to get you started. But what it also says is I have to spiritually grow. And I came to a point six months abstinent where I was driving myself insane. And I was doing work. I was, I was calling people. I was sponsoring people. I was going to meetings. And I just felt like I don't feel okay anymore. You know, and that's my definition of faith, of belief, right? Or, or really of faith is that it's the feeling that I'm okay no matter what. And I just lost it. I didn't know where it was. And after a while of talking with my sponsor about this, she said, go back to your step two work. This is clearly something. You don't believe that God's going to help you right now. That's why you're going insane. Because I can call all the people that I want. I can read the big book four times, five times in six months. I can read it a thousand times, you know? But if I don't believe in God, if I don't trust in a higher power that is greater than myself, that is going to restore me to sanity, all of the work, all of the meetings, all of the sponsorship means nothing. It's, the, it's, it's why it's step two, right? You build. If I, if I don't believe in God, I can't turn my will over to God. And I had to go back and I had to look at this. And what I found that was, that was driving me insane is that I had a definition of God, you know? And, and I think the idea of choose your own conception is, is really lovely. Um, there, are, <laughs> there, are, there are some things that I've heard said that I maybe disagree with. And this is all my opinion, right? Um, I've heard some people say, oh, well, a chair can be your higher power. But the big book doesn't say that because even though we do get to choose our own conception, it has some parameters. The big book does have some parameters. It has to be able to restore you to sanity. Can a chair restore me to sanity? Maybe if I hit myself really hard in the head with it, probably not even then, right? So I need something that's gonna restore me to sanity. It also says something that's really useful, which are just some things that, that helped me uh, where it talks about, I think it's in the agnostics. Um, God is everything or God is nothing. Um, and just to share my own personal conception, again, it's my personal conception. That's, that's what helps me. That's what helps me. That's the conception that helps me. I have to believe in a God that is beyond my understanding. Because um, I just feel personally like for me, if I could understand God, then I could understand the disease. And I wouldn't need God, you know, but I need God. God is beyond my understanding. Um, and that's a really hard, that's a really easy thing to say. You know, it's like, there's a lot of things in the big book where I'm like, I read it, I'm like, yeah. And then I try to do it and <laughs> I feel totally lost because I have no idea what that looks like for me. Um, I have a, a, a allegory, figure of speech, something uh, that I like to use when I talk about um, how I connect to God which is that I'm a, I'm a pianist, uh, something that I love to do. Um, and I did, not, I did not have the patience to learn piano by reading books. I, <laughs> I, I can't, you know, reading music, I still struggle to read music. I learned by sitting down at a keyboard and I would hit a key and I'd be like, ooh, I like that sound. And then hit another key. And if I like that key, I would hit it again. Uh, and if I didn't, I would just go to another one. Uh, and I'd do that until a song came out, you know, and that started out, I was just kind of, tinkling around on keys and eventually songs came out right and now um i have some training and i've been playing for a while and i i sit down at a keyboard and i'm like all right 
I don't know what song's going to come out of here, you know, at least if I'm improving, but a song's going to come out. And that's how I connect to God, right? At first, I don't know anything is going to happen, right? I believe because I'm out of ideas, <laughs> you know, just because I feel desperate because someone told me it would work. That's where the belief started for me. And now I believe because I found through months of, of connection with that higher power that it's true, that it does help me, you know? Because um, I was insane, you know? I would go everywhere and I'd be thinking about the next meal, the next snack. If I saw someone eating something I wanted to eat, I would think about, I would fantasize about like grabbing it and running away with it, you know? Um, and now it's like, man, I was at the zoo today. I passed like a thousand dipping dot stands. I didn't even register that there were different dot stands there. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think about food unless I'm prepping it, basically, right? I, I've been restored to sanity. And I have, I have no other explanation for that except God did it. Because nothing else changed except that I started to believe in God. Right. Um, what else? What else do I? <laughs> what else do I have here? Um, oh yeah. So the, the practical application of this stuff is is can feel really tricky to me sometimes because I'm like, what is it? As someone who's who's recovering, what does God feel like? Like like what does that mean? You know, I, I believe in God. You know, it seems cool, but like what is that? Um, and that, I think that's different for everyone. That's why the, that's why choose your own conception is a thing. Um, I know for me though, uh, I know that I'm connected to God when I feel joy. Um, and I think too much, I think too much, <laughs> um, you know, when I, when I do things that I love, when I'm, when I'm on a meeting, talking to you guys, when I'm playing piano, when I'm, uh, gee, I don't know, riding a bike, you know, any, any little thing. When I'm playing video games, I love video games, whatever. When I'm really happy and joyous and I'm not thinking about me and I'm not thinking about anything, I'm just in the moment, that's God. And how did I, I mean, I, I found that because I found it in, in one thing, I found it in piano for me. Uh, and I just thought, well, this feels like God. So could I find this in other places? And the more I looked, the more I found, you know, just like, just like the diseases, right? <laughs> you know, the more I think about how terrible my life is and how everyone else is thinking about me, it just snowballs. But the same thing is true of God, right? The more I, I turn my attention and my, my energy to, to a higher power, the, the more I feel it. Um, and that's, that's just a really wonderful thing. And I, and I think, like I said, I think too much. I, I, I love that I say I think all the time because that's so true and it's not even intentional. Um, but the biggest roadblock for me is that I think, I think about what God is and what God isn't. And I think about what God can and can't do for me. And I just, I found that the more I think about God, the less I believe in God. And the more I just live like God exists, the more, the more I feel connected to God. And it, and it really is simple. It, 
it isn't easy, but it's very simple. Um, man, I don't, I don't even know what else to say. There's, there's, there's so much in my life that I, that I, that I see God in, and um, I could talk about it for hours, but I feel like I'd just be repeating myself at this point. Um, I don't know how much time I have left. Uh, just about four minutes to twenty. Four minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm out of I'm out of words. <laughs> Is it okay if I end a few a few minutes early? Because that's all I've got. Thank you all so much for being here. I love you. Oh, thank you so much, Ian. I feel like I've been restored to sanity. <laughs> Okay, let me find my spot. A moment. Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for 30 minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. All right, I will now hand it on over to Kristen to call on names. Hi, I'm going to go ahead and go first, if that's okay. Um, I'm Kristen, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Houston, Texas. Um, I love the, there was this, there was this man who came to Houston meetings and he was a really old guy, kind of really old school AA come to OA kind of guy. And he would always say, he had all kinds of great things he said, but my favorite one is that none of the steps are figuring it out. And I feel like Ian, in what you shared, that you kind of were getting to that with respect to the higher power. Like the more you think, the less, the less the higher power is there. And I and I think that's really important um, for me as well because um, the more I try to logic my way through this whole thing and figure out why things are the way they are, or what my higher power really is, you know, I have a strong concept, but at the same time, I don't, I don't obsess about the concept. You know, when people ask me, I can say something, but it, it just is. But I think that this is such an important week for this meeting because of the nature of the meeting as choose your own conception. And that's kind of um, sort of, you know, where we are. And um, I've always, I love and have loved since I started this program, the lengths that the, or since I started studying the big book, the lengths that the big book goes through to kind of make it okay to use another name besides God, make it okay to use another concept besides God. And I think there's a really rich tradition in the book about, you know, calling it all different kinds of names and, and, you know, um, so I really, that that's really important to me. And it's one of the reasons I like, I love this meeting because there's no prescribed words here. And I feel comfortable saying whatever I want to say about my higher power. Um, just on a speaking of higher powers, I just came back from, uh, 
weekend with my mother. It's very challenging for me to remain sober around her. Um, and uh, I brought my boyfriend with me at the, for the first time to meet her and she injected herself in the middle of the relationship and I let it get to me and we got in a little, not fight, but just, I hurt his feelings. And, you know, I have to lean into my higher power to stay sober in this program and because, and stay sober in my life, because, you know, that's not my real life. This is my real life. And I want to stay in my real life and continue my sobriety and not let the feelings drag me around. And my conception of my higher power is, is enough to protect me from these, these shifts and these, and these swings in my emotions. So, um, thank you so much for sharing. It was lovely. I, it was very gentle and lovely. And I, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I pass. And I am not done yet though. Cause we got to, uh, let's see, Angela G go ahead and I uh, unmute. Hey everyone. I am Angela gratefully recovered compulsive reader and bulimic. Um, wonderful seeing everybody tonight. Uh, thank you everybody doing service. Um, Ian, it was wonderful to hear you. Um, I relate so much. Uh, you know how, I don't know, I'll speak for myself. I just feel like people's stories are different, yet there's so many um, like touchstones in your story, you know, that you shared that I can so relate to. Um, you know, this idea that, um, you know, uh, I can over intellectualize things and I can overthink things and uh, to find God. Um, and I also feel like I use the word God and I don't really, I don't, it doesn't necessarily resonate for me, but it's easier and it doesn't matter anymore what I call it. Uh, but I, I love this idea that um, to, find, to find that higher power in the joyful things right? Not in the overthinking. Um, you know, yesterday I had a day where, and I'm just kind of reeling from a decision that I made yesterday. And I'm realizing that I'm still saying yes to things that I really want to say no to. And um, by saying yes, yesterday, I put myself into other people in a very dangerous situation. And I beat myself up for hours over this. And I realized that I'm overthinking this. You know, I can't go back and change anything. What I can do is look at this and say, there is a higher power that can help me through this. And it's not about rethinking and overthinking, turn, turning it inside out. It's just about kind of accepting, you know, myself um, and asking for guidance. And, um, and I just want to kind of, hold on tight, right? And kind of feel safe in this black and white thing. And that's not what works anymore for me. And so every day I'm get, being given a chance to do it differently and to know more about myself and to surrender. You know, my will is not the way, is not the best route for me, you know, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't feel healthy anymore. And lastly, I just love what you said. What's the only thing that's changed, changed because I've had this psychic change and like, it's because I'm believing now, right. I'm allowing for the possibility 
of this higher power? And like, what else could explain how different my life is right now? I'm right there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angela. And now we have, I believe it said Cheney. Yes, it's Cheney. Hi guys. I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, yeah. Thank you, Ian, so much for uh, that share. That was really wonderful. Always great to see fellow young people in here. Um, yeah, that really, I think hit home with me about, um, working the spiritual program and that directly like correlating to, um, for me, like I've, I found a lot recently, like as soon as I kind of like drop the ball on just my spiritual program and I'm not growing spiritually one day to the next, um, that's when things like immediately start to get out of control. And that's something that I never would have realized for myself, like before coming to this program, how directly the correlation is between, um, you know, literally my spiritual work and just how the, how quiet the food is in my life, how much I'm crazy about other things that are going on in my life. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I felt a little bit lately, um, for the first time in a while, like I've been just getting gradually a little bit lazier on my spiritual program, um, and starting to have like thoughts creeping back in of ways that I could maybe do this myself again. But I know now that I've tried everything on my own and that the only thing that's ever worked for me is to have the spiritual solution. And so that helps me tap back into it. And um, I guess realize, you know, tomorrow's a new day. I just need to work harder on my spiritual improvement the next day. Um, and that's really what works for me and what really does that and what this whole program is about. So yeah, that's all I have to share. Um, thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Chaney. Now we have Lita. Thank you, Lita Compulsive Overeater. Ian, thank you so very much for your share. You hit on so many topics. Um, my brain is just a thought factory. And the truth is that it can run rampant. And, um, you know, I wouldn't put it on my resume, but the truth is I can mind fuck anything to death and overanalyze everything in any special way. And your talk just triggered pieces in me that I have to realize that, yes, I have thoughts and I have feelings, but those are my thoughts and feelings. They're not necessarily what reality is. And in the past weeks, life has gotten supremely lifey and it's filled with a lot of stuff. And I've been having a lot of issues, people, places, things. Um, and I've had to talk to a lot of fellows and my sponsor and write and just, just understand that my world is changing and I am a different person every day and a work in progress. And Yes, I need to turn everything over to a higher power. And I have finally, thanks to this meeting and enough time and program, realized that I don't need to have a visual for this higher power. I don't need to know a lot of things about this higher power. I just know that there's a higher power that's on my side and exactly what comprises that. I don't need to know that, just like I don't need to know exactly how Bernoulli's principle works to keep the plane up in the air. By my rights and by my feelings, it should just crash down. 
you know, wind draft up, whatever, you know, and somehow letting those things go is enabling, enabling me to have more of a spiritual solution to things that are going on and to just being in acceptance. Um, my mantra every day now, I don't know how many times a day, progress, not perfection. Um, and I love something that I saw written down today, which was that practice makes progress, not perfection. And I'm going with that and I like it and I thank you all. Thank you so much, Lita. Now we have Maggie M. Maggie? Hey, this is Maggie, compulsive overeater, living in a state of recovery. Ian, thank you so much for that beautiful share. Um, I really, really loved and appreciated how you talked about little Ian. Um, I'm just gonna close this door because it's loud where I live. Um, I think the words you said were, I have to have compassion for that younger version of myself. Um, and that just really, really resonated with me. I'm working on having compassion for little Maggie. Um, I think a lot about how in the big book it says, um, an alcoholic in his cups is an unlovely creature or something to that effect. And I can get really caught up in in the unloveliness of myself and the disease including as a child um i i was the same like um stringent rule follower um also um food thief when i had the opportunity um and i can think about all of these like um misdeeds um and like you know objectively gross things that happened in my life um and just think about what an unlovely creature I was. Um, but I was a kid um, and I get to have compassion for that little girl today um, who you know, was frightened um, and felt like a brown shoe at a formal. I also really, really appreciated um, that metaphor. Um, and it just reminded me when I was 13, um, I got Crocs before they were cool and they didn't have them in my size. So I got them way too big. And I got them in an orange color and I wore them to school and I got ruthlessly made fun of for my orange Crocs. And now Crocs are cool again. Um, and yeah, this whole process for me as I lean into the God of my not understanding um, is being okay with being the orange Crocs wear. And right now like the stained Crocs wear. Um, and yeah, I'm just reminded of the part of the big book where it says something like God does not make too hard of terms for those who earnestly seek God. Um, and I have to remind myself of that every day. Like I am earnestly seeking God and I fall short every single day and I get to have compassion for adult Maggie too when she makes mistakes. Um, and that's all I have um, with that I pass. Thank you so much, Maggie. Let's now move on to Rich. My name is Rich. I'm a compulsive overeater. Good evening, everyone. So grateful to be here tonight. Uh, Ian, thank you so much. I really appreciated when you said, I cannot think my way to what God is or what God does, or at least that's what I heard. Um, for me, my experience in the second step, the restoration to sanity, personally has always been the most difficult step for me to work 
because I intellectualize everything. I am the power. I've gotten here through my own self-will. I've Everything I've gotten in my life was through my self-will. And I've learned that my intellect dissects everything and cuts everything to pieces. And misery is sure to follow. Um, I um, realized that the um, keeping a connection to my higher power of my understanding depends completely on my capacity to be honest. So much of my uh, adulthood has been lived in dishonesty. And nothing heals. Nothing heals. And I, I can honestly say that, that nothing heals in dishonesty. Um, I realized recently, within the year, last year or so, that I'm, an, I'm agnostic. I struggle. It's not that I don't believe in God. I do believe in some type of divine wisdom or presence. But I don't believe that this presence or wisdom will work for me as a result of my own ex personal experiences, childhood, adulthood. Um, and just this last weekend, speaking with my sponsor, telling him I was struggling to maintain a conscious contact, he said, well... Maybe your higher power isn't working for you. Maybe it's time to hire a new one. And, you know, it seems, you know, so many things I learned in these, these rooms seem so corny. And then I do it and I'm like, holy crap, that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so let me just read to you the wanted. It's not done. I'm still working on it. So here, I'll wrap it up with this. Wanted, higher power. Qualifications must be able, must be available 24-7 especially weekends must be loving and accepting and able to withstand constant criticism and sarcasm and capable of bringing into the light of truth under all conditions. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Okay, we will now stop the recording for unrecording, unrecorded questions or shares. Great, thank you so much. Oh, I have to stop the recording, yeah.